Hello, hello. It's me yet again. Three episodes in a row. Kathleen, ya girl. We just wanted to pop on here. Well, have me pop on here, I guess, and tell you guys a little bit about this episode. Um, Before I do, I have to say there is like literally something about having a microphone in my hand that makes me want to sing. Oh my gosh, I should really like get some karaoke going to my house or something. But anyways, I digress. Okay, so episode that you're about to listen to, our first ever live recording with the two of us. not remote we're in the same room just totally on fire having so much fun however our studio is not set up yet so the sound quality is eh, not so great so please 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 guys don't turn it off listen to the whole thing you are not gonna want to miss a second because we spill some major tea and we just have a blast it's a lot of fun so we really hope you guys enjoy this one and for those who showed up at our launch party oh my gosh thank you so much we love you and I hope you guys have a great week bye bye motherfucking room how fucking excited i'm so happy to see your face i know this is amazing i literally like we're just sitting across from each other talking not through a computer screen like i don't know what to do with myself right now i can't even cope with this i want to cry like i'm looking at you real time (laughs) and this is officially convincing me that you need to move back to buffalo just saying just saying just saying Oh my god, I know, and you sent me that thing um, through Instagram this morning, was it like move back to Buffalo IG mm-hmm. or yeah. something like that, and yeah. I'm like, oh my god, this is the sign, we gotta make it happen, we gotta make it We're happen. We're gonna make it happen, but we are having some fun right now, we got our drinks, White Claws, True. we got our drinks, cheers, girly. Wait, how did I end? I ended up taking the pineapple one. I thought I was just t- making fun of you for having a pineapple one, but I actually no. am drinking it. I thought I took the mango. No, I saw you take the pineapple one. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe she is trying to sound something. Oh, my God. <laughs> I opened Kathleen's fridge, and she has a freaking pineapple white claw. And if you guys have been following along, you know that we've had a couple of bits about the freaking pineapples and whatever and then i freaking take the pineapple one i didn't yeah. even know i was drinking it this whole time. yeah scott's like yeah sure girls i'll make you dinner <laughs> oh you want to fire too yeah oh i'll get a whole cast of drinking the pineapple we got it going on and carbon's coming later oh <laughs> we're in trouble just kidding guys <laughs> But no shame to people who like to do that. You know, no, live we're, your best life. we're just so amped up right now because yeah. I mean I don't even know where to look because I'm used to just looking at the computer screen and like, oh wait, no. I can look in your eyes and we can talk like know, normal human beings. So, nice. so yeah, we're in the same room together. Obviously, we're freaking pumped up. Last week was so heavy. We're coming off of a really could be triggering episode of the healthy coping mechanisms. Kathleen and I both cried a few times during that episode. Mm-hmm. So we're like, you know what? We need to lighten this up, have some fun, and that's what we're going to fucking do. And that's why I'm swearing so much. <laughs> why did I just talk like that? I don't know. 
<laughs> Debbie is not going to like that, though. No, no. I mean, we talked so much about the healthy coping mechanisms. I mean, you guys know by now we had to make it a two-parter because it was like 120 minutes of just us talking about everything, opening up, and, like, we had to stop a couple times as we were crying, and we were just, like, encouraging yeah. each other. So, listen, guys, this week we're having some fun. Hopefully you're cracking a drink with us. Yes. And we're also pumped up because this weekend – is our launch party. The Biblo launch party, Baron Bilo. Oh my God, it's going to be so fun. And obviously, by the time you're listening to this, the launch party will have come and gone. Hopefully you were there. If you weren't, it's okay because we'll be celebrating our one-year anniversary party, and you'll be at that one. You'll be at that one. But Kathleen and I were just talking before we started recording how it's crazy that I'm 37, Kathleen's 36. Mm-hmm. We're having a goddamn launch party for our podcast. If you would have told us that we were doing this in our 20s, never, never in our life would we ever think that we were doing this. Never would I believe it. Like, if 24-year-old Kathleen time traveled to today, she would be like, oh, no, 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 this cannot be happening. No. Because, I mean, I don't know if I ever told you this. When I graduated college, I I mean, you know, I moved to Austin, Texas for a few years, and I was, you know, working in my very first job, corporate job, such a nightmare drain on my life. I absolutely hated it. Drain on my life. It was, I know, just (laughs) just working, and it was completely draining my life. No, but for real, it was. And I used to sit there and just daydream about starting a blog. And I would make notes, like I still have all these notes, like in like a little journal of like all my ideas I had. And I really had some like bomb ass fucking ideas. And every single time I would be like, what's the point? Nobody's going to even like it or follow me or everybody has a blog now. It, it was like 2009 and 2010. Yeah. Like, just feeling really insecure about it. And, so insecure. Yeah. Like I was just basically like, no, I just have to work a corporate job for the rest of my life and figure out how to deal with this. You know, at the time yeah. I was like calling in sick twice a week. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, <laughs> Kathleen. I would like go to the gym on my lunch and like take a shower. Like I was like gone for like two hours. <laughs> uh, does Kathleen work here still? Because she's been gone for freaking half the day. Come back with a full blowout. <laughs> disappear during the day. I'm like, this can't be my life. Well, of course, I was partying like crazy back then, yeah. too. Yeah, so like, you're in your 20s. Hell yeah. Well, that's what your 20s are motherfucking for, right? Uh-huh. Oh, okay, okay. I don't even know what you just said. I said hanky-panky. I don't know why. Hanky-panky? Yeah, I don't know why. Well, you're getting I a mean, blowout. I for sure was like, fucking around like way crazy back then too. maybe this should have been an after dark episode maybe it might turn into an after dark episode we're gonna episode. need to mark this one explicit so yeah. everybody knows yeah. make sure it's you know you're playing this in your ear and not like on blast in the car with your kiddos there. yeah yeah mommy what's the what's it mean when there's a blowout for a guy <laughs> oh shit, that's so gross it is gross oh man my cheeks are getting rosy already yeah but you were saying, yeah, just how you would in your 20s. I try to make jokes all the time to Scott, like, what a slut I was, and he has, like, no interest in hearing it. Oh but I totally was. Were you? I kind of was, and the funny thing was, like, I 
would lie to myself and others and pretend that, like, oh, no, I've only slept with, like, a couple of guys. Like, no, like, I'm, like, a super, like, sweet, nice girl. Like, not the truth at all. Like, I would tell, like, you know, Sex in the City where everybody would pick, oh, I'm a Carrie. I'm a Samantha. Yeah, yeah. I was 100,000% a fucking Samantha, but I was like, oh, no, 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 I'm the Charlotte. I'm, yeah. I'm the innocent one over here. <laughs> but why that fucking pressure? I, I dealt yeah. with that in a relationship before, too, where it's like, oh, my God, like, oh, if you've been with this many people or you've been with that mm-hmm. many people, like, you're in your 20s. You should be having fun safely. Safely, for Be sure. safe. Yeah. And don't just fucking fuck anybody. But, I mean, like, what does it even matter? It, how many people that you've been with? Like, it's nobody's fucking business. It is nobody's fucking business. But let me tell you, for the longest time, I would be recycling the old guys because I didn't want my number to go up. I was, yes. like, really into oh the God, number. There's so much pressure on that. I know, and it's so dumb. And I remember I was dating a guy. We weren't serious, but it, he was the only one I was seeing. And my one girlfriend was like, so what's your number at now? And I don't think she meant it to be nasty, but, you know, she'd been in a relationship for a really long time, and I obviously had been single for, like, five or so years at that time. And um, I remember looking at her. This was right before I met Scott, so I was around 27. I remember looking at her being like, you know what? I just can't care about that stuff anymore. I'm 27 years old. It is what it is. My number is whatever it was. It was probably only, like, 9 or 10 at mm-hmm. the time. I'm like, I just don't fucking care. Like, I'm sorry your number is, like, 2. Oh, but... my God. 9 and 10 is not a flex. And 9 That's and 10 I... really isn't that bad. No. No, it's not at all. But I always had to, like, have this persona that, like, yeah. oh, no, I'm the good girl. Like, I haven't, like, been with that many guys. Like, yeah. I was, like, I was, like pushing that lie for some time and then yeah it was like into my late 20s where I was like this just doesn't fucking matter anymore yeah nobody should be ashamed of that kind of stuff and that's why I'm like some of these young girls like that have that have to deal with that pressure now I'm like I hope the guys like because there's even guys that ask what your numbers are like who gives a fuck you disgusting pig you've probably been with like triple the amount of people it doesn't matter and I don't care and you shouldn't care because Seriously. just be safe about it and do your thing. Like, as long as you're being safe and you can handle handle that. But if you're, like, having fun or, like, if you are date somebody for two months and then they, you break up and you date somebody else for six months, like, whatever. Who cares? Like, that's what your 20s are for. It's like, yeah. discover yourself. What do you want? What don't you want? What, like, what do you like? What don't you like? Whether it's in the bedroom or not in the bedroom, like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Like, you're just, like, you're discovering yourself. And if you're like me and was, like, on this recycle game, it is so boring to fuck the same guy <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> and it's a guy you've already tossed to the curb. You know you're never going to be with him long term. The sex is, like, not that great, but it's comfortable. You know, there's something to be said for that. But it's like when you're doing that over and over again, like, oh my god, it's so miserable and depressing. Like, find a new guy that you're vibing with and that you can have some fun with. And yeah, your number is gonna go up, but who gives a shit? Right. Stop thinking about the damn number. I know. I oh will god, say though, so annoying. I wish that I had taken a little bit more advantage of being single in my 20s and spent a little bit more time with myself. I definitely did over time. I finally got there, but I wish I had done it a little bit earlier. Oh, my God. I know. 
you know, I dated somebody for almost well, seven years, yeah. maybe a little over seven years. And then I was not single for very long until right, right. I met Carmen. Yeah. And I highly recommend taking time in between those relationships. Or maybe it's different if you're older. You might not need as much time. But in your mm-hmm. 20s, it's crucial. You have to figure out what you want out of somebody and what you want out of yourself. Like, what are mm-hmm. you, like, what is Cassie? What is Kathleen about? Like, what do we even like? You don't know in your 20s. You don't know much in your 20s. You really don't. You kind of think that you do, but you really don't. And there's nothing like spending a night alone. Your friends are busy. There's nobody to hang out with. You don't have a guy. Sitting there with your own thoughts is so fucking terrifying, but that is the place that you will figure it out. That's where the answers are. Trust me. I remember I had always lived with someone. Either I had a roommate or, you know, I would always have a guy around. Whether I was in a serious relationship or I was single, I would always have a guy around. And there was a period of time where my roommate moved out, and it was just me living alone. It was for months. I had broken up with the guy I was dating like a month or so prior, and there was literally no one around. Like, not even the guy I typically recycled at the time was around. It was just me and my goddamn thoughts, and I kid you not, all I did was fucking cry. I know, but let me tell you, it was so sad, and I was, like, ugly crying, like, just because I was just, I had nothing left but myself. Like, I didn't, I I had no money at the time. I didn't even have cable, so, like, I had, like, Netflix, but Netflix really wasn't what it was today. Like, I just had nothing to distract myself, Yeah. and I just would cry every single night, just cry myself to sleep, but it's, like, that's where the growth was happening. Oh, totally. back, you know, as, like, a woman in my late 30s, I can see now my mid-20s. That's what I fucking needed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, good for you because I feel like um, since I didn't do that, I didn't take the time really in between. And trust me, it makes it a lot harder later in life. when You had to do it with somebody. Yeah. 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 When you're doing it with your partner and you're both growing and going through things. And I'm telling you, when you get in your 30s, like it's kind of life changing. I mean, your thirties are when you really start to truly trust yourself and believe in yourself and have more confidence. And yeah, I feel like you in your twenties, you probably got there a little bit sooner than I did because you took that time. Mm -hmm. And that's what's so important. I, I really do believe that like you had so much time to sit with yourself. And even though it was like torture probably for a little bit, totally. That's where you figured out, like, you know what? Enough is enough. Enough of the bullshit, recycling the guys. Yeah. Like, so that way when you met Scott, like, you were like, okay, this this is it. I've already been through all the bullshit. So, yeah. and I mean, and I went through bullshit, too. But, I mean, like, taking the time, like, for yourself is just, it's where it's at. That's where it's at, girl. That's where it's at, ladies. And don't get me wrong. I thought I had healed a lot and gotten over, like, a lot of mm-hmm. my, like, bullshit by the time I met Scott, only to find out, oh, no, second wave is coming <laughs> for him and me. Like, he was yeah. immature in a lot of ways when we met, too. Mm-hmm. And um, But the nice thing about it was I felt like I got to a point where I was mature enough to share my life with someone, which is something that I personally wanted. Not everybody wants that, but a lot of people do. Yeah. I knew I wanted to share my life with someone. I knew I wanted a family, but I knew that I needed to grow as a person in order to 
get there. So then yeah. I got to that point, then we came together, and then we just kind of kept growing together, which is probably a whole other episode. Totally a whole <laughs> other episode. My I God. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but, like, sometimes – so I worked at, part, at David's Bridal part-time yeah. for a while, oh, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. like – these young girls, like, I mean, do your thing. I'm, I'm like, not hating on anybody that gets married really young, but, like, we were both um, 20, 28, 29 yeah. when we got married. The growing period started early 30s. Like, mm-hmm. lots of different growing periods. But, yeah, that second or third or maybe I'm on my 12th wave of growing pattern, but whatever. Right. But these young girls would come into David's bridal, and I'm like, oh, honey, please. Nobody get married till you're in your 30s because that's when you, I mean, everything happens for a reason. We got married and we did, everything happens. But these young girls, like 21, 22, 23 years old, and be like, oh my gosh. Like, I just, obviously, I was so happy for them, but also just like, you guys have so much to go, like, with the learning. And yeah, and it is harder when you're in a relationship doing that because you might come out the other end realizing that that person actually isn't for you. Right. Oh, my God, yeah. You know, or best case scenario would be that you two grow together and you come out the other end, like, having gone through this journey together Mm -hmm. and you're, like, closer for it and it's all good. That's kind of how I feel like Scott and I are still working on it or have been. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, we met in our late 20s, but we've kind of grown up together in a way yeah. and it bonds us more strongly which is super awesome for our marriage but my god when you start so young I oh my god. feel like that's that's harder yeah and there's people in life who like I don't know they're just like old souls they like are ready to settle at 20 they meet the love of their life and they're good and they're fine yeah I don't understand more power to them I don't know how the fuck it happens but how good for you happen? I don't understand what, what did like it what happened to us no like maybe I'm just so fucked up like my god if I had ended up with my high school boyfriend Cassie dude Cassie and I never said to you. <laughs> dude what would happen if you had ended up with your high school boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> That's some toxic shit right there. Oh, my God. And we looked at engagement rings, too. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he was going to buy one off of, uh, off of his neighbor. <laughs> Oh my god! See, okay, that's the that's the level of bullshit you're getting when you're young and you're trying yeah. to settle down. No, you need a nice fucking ring from a man who's got a nice job. Oh my god! It's, Sorry, it's crazy, and that's that. These are some of the things that we're naive to when you're that age too. Again, maybe there's just some that are just like way more mature and have it all together and figured out or something. But I feel like you might and be similar in a certain way too where it's like with these toxic relationships we were in we were like just wanting so badly for it to work out that you kind of like grasp on and you know like well we're great we have so much fun together like oh my god Cassie and bleep 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 bleeping it out bleeping out the name um oh my god they're here like they're both so fun this and that and it's like okay, well, we just got in a screaming match or yeah. this just happened or that just happened, but, like, oh, my God, let's go look at rings. And, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, my God, can you imagine? I'd freaking, oh, my God, I don't want to say anything bad, but I probably would have, like, a tree in my 
how to take that out. He actually does have a tree carved out in the shape of an eagle in his front yard. <laughs> you need to say that. You, you, I'm not cutting any of this out, by the way. Oh my god. He is a tree carved in the shape of an eagle. Why? How? And that's a lot of money. I never would have settled for that. See, this is the country bullshit that I can't fucking get down with, girl. I'm sorry. Who oh does that? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. My cousin Ashley's going to flip out dying laughing when she hears this one. But I, but to each their own, okay? But that would have been my life, and that's not really my life. This one's 1,000% not your life. You needed to, like, elevate your life to something way fucking better. Because I wouldn't be friends with you if you had that in your front yard, just so you know. You wouldn't be friends with me. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm being a bitch right now. I'm sweating. I'm laughing so hard right now. It is really now. hot in this room. We got to do it. The, the air is running at 67 degrees, <laughs> and I'm not happy. I'm never really in here. Yeah. No, it's fine. It's just because I'm laughing so hard. But but anyways, that's, that's my story of, like, being naive and young and would have made a poor decision. I mean, I... And I don't want to discredit our relationship because I, we loved each other and oh, I've sure known him did. for a very long time yeah. and I and I still you know oh will always have love for him. Oh so. yeah, for sure. But you know, you know we were young and and if we would have gotten married, my life would be totally different. I damn well know I wouldn't probably be having a freaking biblo launch party happening this weekend. No, because he just like wouldn't be inspiring you in that way. Yeah, maybe in other ways, but nah. <laughs> so tell tell me like did you ever get close to an engagement type of relationship um in your 20s or like yeah any sort of that type of talk where you thought this was it this was my guy but you were in your early 20s and then you look back and you're like holy fuck I thought that was my guy yeah, so I had um, a couple of back-to-back long-term relationships, basically from when I was 15, and the last one I think ended um, right before I turned 23. And then from 23 to when I met Scott was when I was pretty much single, aside from a okay, couple of little Okay, so that's like there. your main 20s, mm-hmm. where you need to figure shit out. Yeah, and I got close with two of them, actually, so... My high school slash college boyfriend, super toxic relationship, but also at the same time, like, you know, him and I were struggling in our home life a lot, so we kind of had that, like, almost, like, trauma bond together. Totally. And even, like, later in life, um, not since I've been with Scott, but later in life, we were still friends. Like, Mm -hmm. he moved away, and we didn't talk for a while, but then we would reconnect, and I would call him when I felt, like, down and out. Obviously, this is, you know, my recycling trend is not just sexual, it's also emotional because I would. Well, same. Same. Yeah. yeah. It's hard when you have someone that, like, knows so much about you. Yeah. And you just kind of keep going back to that. Yep. Basically, like, we dated in high school. We broke up for about a year and a half in the middle of college, and I had another long-term relationship. That guy, he was a little bit older than me. He would have absolutely married me. It was one of those relationships where I felt such a strong emotional connection to him, but I didn't feel, like, an intimate connection with him. Like, I would daydream about, like, having sex with other guys, like, constantly. Mm -hmm. Like, I felt really bad. He was such a sweet guy, but he would have 100% 
he wanted to marry me, and he told me all the time. I was 20, 19, 20. Wow. I was so young. I just wasn't ready. And what did you think when he would say that, though? Were you like, yes, this is my guy, or did you kind of know? No. Not my guy. I knew I wasn't ready. I knew he wasn't the guy. But I, you know how you are with, like, a best friend? Yeah. Where you just don't want to hurt them? Mm-hmm. It was like that. Yeah. And also, like, he came from, like, a lot of money. His family lived, like, right outside New York yeah. City. So, like. So, it was, it looked, it yeah. like, oh, my God, I could have a great I life. I would have had the best life with My him. best friend. Yeah. He has a good head on his shoulders. Yeah. And a lot of girls in their 20s at your age would for sure just be like you know what I'm just gonna ride it out because I'm not gonna get better than this I'm not they don't know that there could be more happiness yeah you know like and he wasn't doing it for you and that's okay yeah and at the time like I I definitely dragged that relationship on way longer than I should have but I officially ended it because I knew I'm like, mm-hmm. I need that intimacy. Yeah. I can't spend the rest of my life, like, telling him I have a headache and I can't have sex. Like, yeah. I just can't do this. It was, too, it was too much for me. So I moved on from that relationship. How long did you date him? About a year and a half. Okay. Then I went back to my high school boyfriend right after that. And how long did you date high school boyfriend the first time? The first time we were together for about three years. Oh, wow. I know. <gasps> on and off, though. Like, on and off, like, crazy. Okay. Like, I thought it was normal to break up. Break up and get like, back together. Every yeah. fucking day. Yeah. Um, but back to your question about being, like, being proposed to. Yeah. So, when I got back with him, it was right before my 21st birthday, and it was kind of like a make or break moment. Um, And I just was like, I'm not ready. I'm about to turn 21. If I keep moving in this on this path with him, we are going to be married, and it's not going to be enough for me because I want to experience life and party and have fun in a way that I really never have. Mm-hmm. And so I, I broke it off with him. Oh my god! Yeah, you are stronger than you think. I guess I was not thinking that. Holy like, shit! I, just, I had. I never feeling. could have done that. I never I, broken up with anybody. It's hard. Dude, but it was hard. Like I spent, like I said, I, I'm telling you, like I spent, like uh, all these nights crying, like screaming, crying, not just like, uh, like wiping tears, like, like (laughs) it was so hard, but like, I just knew in my gut that I needed to have both the emotional best friend connection and the intimate connection. Yeah. I knew that. And I just was like, not going to stop until I got it. So, yeah, like, I could have been married in my early 20s, and I chose to walk away from it. It was hard. Yeah, that, no, you are way stronger than you think. Thank you. That is crazy. <laughs> not how I felt at the fucking time. No, I, of course not, but holy shit. See, I just, like, latch on to something, and it's so familiar mm-hmm. that I just can't let it go. Yeah. And this probably you know, whatever stems from other issues, but it's like, I just couldn't let go. Like there's so many times when it's like, we should have broken up Mm -hmm. and I, but I just, I didn't. And since we had known each other since third grade, then it's like even more of a reason why I want to hang on. And then like, we fought so hard to even like be a couple because nobody wanted us to be together and everything. So then I'm like, Oh, well then I felt like, 
well, I, I've been in it this long. Like, this is all I know, and I love him, and so let's just do it. Even though I knew I wasn't maybe going to have the life that I really wanted to, but mm-hmm. I didn't have the strength to end it. Like, so what I'm so we ended it then? I don't think I even know that. Um, we got into a huge, huge fight about something, and I tried to leave the apartment. And it was just like, I think it was just like totally just checked out. And so I finally left, went to my sister's house, was there for a little bit, and then I got my own apartment. Um, and But then we were, like, right back to hanging out and talking. But then I kind of – we went out to dinner. He wanted to take me to a super nice dinner. And so we did. Hint Lockport, super fancy. <laughs> Hashtag eye roll. Um, then he was like, I'm just going to go home. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to – yeah, I'm good with going home too because I still wasn't sure how I felt about it and everything. Well, I end up finding out he goes drives back to Alcott, but then he drove back to Lockport to meet all of our friends and didn't tell me that he was there. And so then I was Ew. like, yeah, no, that why would you not fucking call me? All of our friends are there and you just took me out to a nice dinner. So anyways, I think that was kind of the end of it. And then um, I yeah, met. It's funny, those relationships, yeah. like there's so much turmoil and you're constantly like breaking up and making up. What officially ends them is almost just like. It, it's like a non-thing. It's like, it's just like the final nail in the coffin. That's like, yeah. We're just fun here. Well, <laughs> you know? and I feel like for us, it was just so hard to let go because we had been together since 11th grade. Yeah. And known each other since third grade. Yeah. So it was so hard to let it go. So then when I, we were, so we were still always like in contact, even when I was just kind of like over it. But then when I told them that I met somebody, yeah. it was bad. Like he was like then Bagging, yeah, obviously, of course, yeah, of course. They all, they all come back. back. <laughs> <laughs> they always oh want us back, especially like girls like us. My God, who wouldn't want us back? Damn, girl, you're a fucking catch. catch. I no, you're a catch. Bitch, you're a fucking catch. Oh, I love you. I not to derail your story, but I no, have, I'm done with my story. I don't okay. want to talk about it anymore. It's your turn. Okay. <laughs> No, I was just going to say, I have gotten the most satisfaction, not from, like, the long-term relationships when they come back begging for more because they've just, we've exhausted it all. Yeah. I've gotten satisfaction out of the fuckboys. And they've not called fuckboys back then. They were called players. But I've gotten so much satisfaction of those motherfuckers coming back begging for more when they see that I'm with somebody else and I've moved on. They're like, oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. And I'm like, hmm. Sorry, we're done here. Yeah, yeah. You, you could have had it. You kept fucking ignoring me. My text at 4 a.m., you weren't responding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's be real. So I'm done I, with you. I texted you three weeks in a row at 4 a.m., and you didn't respond. So you know what? You had your chance, motherfucker. <laughs> I called you Friday night 150 times, and you couldn't give me one call back. Yeah. Oh my god! It's wild. These I think these guys just want what they can't fucking have. That's why they do what they do. Oh yeah. But it's so funny. I'm not gonna say the names, but one of my close girlfriends just told me the other day a guy that she was like fucking around with when we were like around 21. Again, total fuck boy wouldn't commit to her. Like I think it was like Valentine's Day. Like he asked her out to dinner. She bought him this beautiful gift. He got her nothing. 
And then it was, like, another holiday. I forget what it was. Maybe it was somebody's birthday. Like, she got him a gift. He got her nothing. It was a mutual holiday. I don't even remember what it was. But it was just, like, he just sucked. He wouldn't commit to her. This man is now married. He's got kids. He texted her the other day. She sent me the <gasps> screenshot. He was like, oh, was that your fine ass I saw <gasps> walking down, like, blah, blah, blah. Oh, street. my God. He was out pushing her kid in the stroller. Yeah. Oh, my God. And yeah, they want like, what they can't have. Yeah. yeah. She was like, oh. Well, well, oh, well, look at you. Fucking 12 years, 13, 14, 15 years later, who the hell knows because we're so goddamn old. But, yeah, that's what they fucking do. They always come back. Oh, my God, Mm -hmm. they do. And, okay, but we were talking about calling for 150 times in three weeks in a row at 4 in the morning. Can we talk about um, how much stalking we did in our 20s? (laughs) Can we just touch on that really quick because (laughs) this is the thing. Girls, I promise it will pass. Save your gas. Gas is expensive right now. So yes. save your money. Save it. Don't. Yeah. I wish gas would have been more expensive back then because mm-hmm. then maybe I would have fucking stopped stalking, driving around all over town. And let me tell you, stalking in Barker is hell of a lot harder to freaking. I mean, it's easier in the sense that there's not too many places where they could be. Mm-hmm. But you have just to go from two spots it's freaking 15 miles in between you know how much gas i wasted i have to fill up my tank a freaking two times in one night with as much stocking as i had to do he owes you money he does owe me money <laughs> god damn it and this is really bad oh my god i'm gonna sound like a fucking psycho bitch but Let's hear it. come on can everybody else tell us if you've had some i i know you guys have i all had some stocking you bitches yeah Maybe more digital stocking these days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Do, like, do girls in their 20s now, do you, if we have any 20-something-year-old listeners, or if you know any 20-something-year-old listeners, do you guys, like, drive around and stop to see if, like, the guy is where he says he is? They probably don't because they probably all share their location well, everybody, or something. Yeah, everyone's on social media now, which, I mean, it's, we're not fucking dinosaurs. Social media was around in our 20s, but it wasn't so. Not in, like this. Like, there wasn't Instagram, I don't think. Was there? Instagram, it wasn't. But know. Instagram wasn't what Not it was in our today. early twenties. We're just like posting a picture of yeah. like wine. I used to drive from Barker to Lockport to go freaking stock to see if I could catch his ass doing something or mm-hmm. like figure it out. Oh my god! For One sure. time, me and my sister, we drove up to Dave and Buster's because my brother-in-law was um having a guys' night, and me and my sister, and you know, we were we would do this just to be silly too, but also like kind of serious, but kind of fun and thrilling too. Like, oh, let's go stock the boys. So we freaking put on, like, disguises, black, black sweatshirts with the hood because we were afraid they might see us in the parking lot or something, and we wanted to go see if we could see their car in the parking lot. That, no lives. Clearly, we're from Barker. We had literally no lives. That's what we fucking, we used to do that shit all the time. Not my, I used to do that shit all the time. I've only done it with my sister, like, one time, but. Did he catch you guys? No. He doesn't know to this day. I'm, hi. <laughs> That's kind of fun, though. Like, Oh, it is fun. Oh, my God. My stocking was, like, way more depressing and rage-filled. It was not, like, a fun thing Well, that I did. mine was rage-filled with, with my ex. Yeah. Absolutely rage-filled and psychotic. I mean, I have dozens of stocking stories, but the one that sticks out in my head didn't even involve gas. I didn't have to drive. <laughs> I was staying, and I, oh, my God. Don't even ask why. I was staying at my dad's girlfriend's house, which just so happened to be right around the block from my boyfriend at the time. So 
I was, and this wasn't the two that I mentioned earlier. This was my third long-term relationship that happened after I was, like, officially done with my high school boyfriend. Then I spent some time single, and then I dated this guy seriously for, like, a year. However, I was convinced he was still in love with his ex-girlfriend. This girl was the complete opposite of me. She was like, um, like a like a theater girl, like one of those people. Okay. She was also like, like she reminded me of like a, a pixie fairy. Like she was just oh. always happy oh. and sunny, and life is great. And it well, was, maybe we should have her on the pod. Sounds like our country. <laughs> oh, she will have nothing to do with me because I ended up like demanding at the end of our relationship. I demanded that he give me her number, and I called her. And I, like, yeah. flipped shit on her. She really didn't do anything, but I just, like, unleashed my rage on her. Oh, my God. Everything about oh her bothered God. me. I'm like, why are you so fucking happy all the time? Of course. Those were your own? Those were my dark years, and, like, I just had yeah. a lot of shit happen to me when I was, and, like, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, ugh. I just, I hated happy people back then. But anyway. Yeah. So, I was convinced he was still in love with her, and so... Of course, he would be like, no, I'm not, no, I'm not, no, I'm not. I'm like, yeah, fucking Okay, right. yeah, big dork. Yeah, you are. He was a dork. But anyways, <laughs> he was super hot, though. But anyway. Doofus. Okay. Ooh. Doofus, big, hot, dork guy. Should we call him that? Yeah, big, doofus, big, hot, dork, cool guy. That's a mouthful. I, I that is a mouthful. Big, big, doofus, hot, dork, cool guy. He wasn't cool. We're leaving the cool out. Oh, okay. Big, okay, dorky hot guy. Big doofus dorky hot guy. Big doofus dorky Dorky hot hot guy guy was lying to me about still being in love with his ex, who he had dated for, like, four years. Like, so I knew they had a close, serious, like, I'm in love with you relationship. Yeah. Whatever. He was lying to me. This one particular night. Oh, shit. He tells me. I don't want to hang out. I just want to stay at home. I'm busy. Yada, oh, yada, yeah. Yada, load yada, of freaking cock. Oh, fucking K. So he he lived at home with his parents at the time and always hung out in the basement. And that's where him and I used to hang out. We were always in the well, basement. No wonder you guys didn't like fucking happy people. You were holed up in the base, dark, <laughs> a dark basement. You didn't get any fucking vitamin D. That's a good point. Um, but anyway, so we <laughs> needed more vitamin D. I didn't know, I didn't know about vitamin D back then. Okay, so he was always in the basement. We were always in the basement. And you know those little, like, egress windows? Oh, yeah. Okay. So on the side of the house, there were the egress windows you could see right into the basement where he would always hang out on the couch where the TV and the computer were. Okay? So I'm laying in bed filled with rage. I'm thinking, I know that motherfucker's got a girl over. I can feel it. I know it. And I had been drinking. And so how old were you guys? Um, I think I was 22. I was 22 at the time. So I'd been drinking. All of a sudden, I whip out of bed and I storm out of the house and I am like, <laughs> like power walking over to this man's house. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking catch him in the act. I'm, I'm fucking doing, I'm going to get him. Oh my God. I, Okay, so friendly reminder, he lived at home. So I'm oh, about at to, his parents' at house. At his parents' house, sorry. <laughs> he lived with his parents. I'm about to storm his parents' house, who were, like, kind of older. Like, what am I up to? And I, I get to the driveway, and I, like, 
blink up the driveway and like hiding behind the cars. I can see his like mother in the living room like reading a book. Like what am I up to? And I like peek my head into the egress window and I just see him playing video games on his couch <laughs> alone. Were you so pissed off that you didn't catch him in the ass? I was a little disappointed. Yeah. How <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't want to find him, but you but you do because you're like, son of a bitch. Like, you had it all in your head. You went through all this trouble. So much buildup. Yeah. And I walk over the thoughts in my oh head. Oh, my God. Were, were you shaking? Psych- I was shaking. The thoughts in my head were fucking psychotic. Like, I'm going to see them on the fucking couch fucking, and I'm going to barge. I don't care about his mother or his father. I don't give a shit. I'm going in. And he was, like, doing, like, the most annoying 22-year-old guy thing you could think of, just sitting alone playing a fucking video game. Oh, my God. I walked away from that house, like, what am I doing with my life? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Why am I stalking? Yeah. I felt that same way, too. What am I doing in my life every time? I wasted freaking six hours every day trying to stalk. But you know what? I always found him doing something (laughs) naughty. So that's torture. It was worth it, but, but torture, torture, we torture ourselves. So okay, the difference between now and then. If I was single now, if I had a fucking inkling the man I was seeing was still in love with an ex, I would laugh and be like, "Goodbye." If the thought even crossed our mind, exactly. So to bring this story full circle. Stalking in your 20s is one thing, okay? It's wonderful. If you're, it's Amazing. wonderful, and it's fun. It really is. I, I highly encourage it at least one time. Everybody should try it. <laughs> Don't get arrested. It's a rush, though, isn't it? It's a rush. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but, like, you know, we don't want to get sued, so if you get arrested, we, we have yeah, nothing allegedly. to do with this. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> just, yeah, allegedly. <laughs> but, exactly, now that we're, if we were single now, if we even had the thought cross our mind that we had to stalk somebody or try to catch a man or try to do this or that, and you're tell us the no, deuces, peace. Like, don't I mean, that in my well, life. maybe just to get that one thrill back real quick for your 20s, like maybe do a drive-by one time, but then you know what? I, I just had to do a drive-by. Fucking kidding me? No. Bye. Bye. Don't need yeah, it. Yeah, no. Like, not wasting the energy. And that's why it's like you got to get it out. Get it out in your 20s. So that way when you get to your 30s, you're like, I don't have time for this bullshit. Well, yeah, that's just it. Like once you get to your 30s, you you have so much more like confidence in who you are. And you know that you're a catch. You know what you've got to bring to the table is top notch, grade yeah. A. And you're just like, I don't fucking need this yeah. shit. Man, the 20s are wild when you're trying to date oh, and freaking figure yourself out and date and try to figure out which career path you're I going know. in. There's just so much pressure when you're in your 20s. Like, so much pressure. It's oh so my God. easy to feel so lost. Oh, my too. God. Yes, totally. Mm-hmm. Dealing with all of that relationship stuff. Also trying to figure out just my life in general. Mm-hmm. My mom was also pressuring me. Like, oh, everyone's going to good colleges and, like, at least go to trip and please just go to trip because we don't have a lot of money and you'll get it all paid for and everything. And I'm like, I am not ready to go to college. And that's the thing. I, I My little sister and my little brother, they're both so, so smart. They're 21. But I tried to tell them, like, only you don't have to do anything you don't want to do you don't have to figure it out right now like what you want to do for the rest of your life they again are both 
so smart and they both have taken different paths of when they want to start college and my little sister's graduating college and my little brother started college a little bit after her but it's totally fine I'm like there's so much pressure to go to school right after college so I try telling them like you're not going to figure out or know exactly probably not anyways know exactly what you want to do right now and what you want to do right now could change when you turn 30 could change when you turn 40 so my mom just a quick story my mom really really wanted me to go to college right after and I'm like I don't know like I really wanted to go to um the Fashion Institute of Technology in New York City but I was so wrapped up with my boyfriend at the time that I probably wouldn't have gone anyways even if I could but my mom and you know no shame to my mom or anything like that but because she was always very supportive but she's like and trips, you know, just let's do that. It will be cheap and everything. Well, what ended up happening is since I didn't give two shits about college at the time, and I always worked. I was always a hard worker. So it's not like I was just like a bum or anything. But I would go, and then I had a three-hour break, and I would just go with one of my friends from high school, and we would just, like, smoke a bunch of weed during the breaks because the college was 45 minutes away. and then I wouldn't go back. Yeah. I would just get high and just then just drive home back to Barker. Otherwise, I'd be freaking falling asleep. And it's like I ended up going back to college to get my associate's degree, um, paralegal, but I went on my own time. Mm-hmm. I went to Bryan and Stratton College, and I'm not even in paralegal. I started working for my company that I work for now, and now I'm, you know, I've just kept getting promoted and yeah. working myself up. It's like, the point of all of this is you don't have to know what you want to do. And again, like what Kathleen and I talked about in the very beginning is like, we're having a fucking launch party. Yeah. In two days. Like, you just, you don't, if you don't know what you want to do when you are 20, 25, 28, take the pressure off of yourself yeah. because none of us knew either. Mm-hmm. We figured it out as we went. So, but now there's just so much, there's even more pressure now. Don't you think like for these young kids? Like, yeah, there, I, I felt it too when I was younger. Yeah. Like, there's a path that you are to take. And even if your body is screaming, this doesn't work for you, you still keep pushing yourself to do it. And it's like, it fucking sucks. And I think, you know, you do eventually burn out at a certain time. I think it's really important in your 20s, take that time to learn yourself and figure out what works for you. Fuck everybody else and what everybody tells you and what society tells you that you And try you new do. things all the time because oh, that's how you're going to yeah. figure out, like, what you're passionate about. Maybe do some volunteer work. Try a new hobby or just try a new – go take tennis lessons. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Just try new things, and then maybe something will spark and be like, you know what? I can do this. The one cool thing about um, the generation coming up right now, I feel like parents are actually a lot more accepting of maybe their child pursuing their dreams. Like if they do just want to be a podcaster, like Mm -hmm. younger, or go into like talk radio, or I don't know. I can't think of things in my head. Or go into fashion. Like I feel like parents right now, not all of them, but do support their kids maybe a little bit more where our generation was more like go to college yeah you're going to be this you go to the corporate world yeah and that's it it wasn't accepted as much I feel like I agree 
Because even for myself, like, when I graduated high school, I probably would have loved to have um, gotten into, like, uh, owning a hair salon or something like that. Like, oh, wow. I've, yeah, like, I love yeah. cut hair and, like, I love makeup. Like, I maybe would have taken that path if it wasn't so ingrained in my head, no, you need to get a four-year yeah. degree. You know, education is great. I think it's important. It yeah. We're not saying don't go to college if that's your path. Go to college. Get your education. Sure. If that's your path. but And then there's other people, like my husband's a great example. Like, he is not a a, a person that was always great with school. College was same not. With, same with mine. Yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing about Scott is, like, he didn't really care, like, what teachers would say. Like, you know, because a lot of teachers look down on those kids that yeah. weren't, like, college-bound. He really just didn't give a shit. And Scott's one of those people that just followed, like, what his gut was telling him to do mm-hmm. all along. Like, his story is kind of interesting. He, um, you know, he had a little part-time job and made a little money. He ended up buying, like, a beater car with it when he got his license. And then he said he really liked to um, – he painted the car, and then he found that to be interesting, and he was working on the car, and he was like, this is, I'm, I'm feeling this, yeah. I like this. He just tried something and he loved it. and something. Yeah. So then he ended up going to both these. It turned out he was actually, like, a natural with car painting. Like, he was really good at it. And then there were scouts that came to both these, and they scouted him and gave him a scholarship to go to, like, a tech wow. school in Houston. And he still does it to this day. He paints cars. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome story. Right? And mm-hmm. even when he was little, he was big into drawing. He loved to draw. He loved to sketch. And he's able to do that in his job. Like, mm-hmm. those, like, luxury cars that come in, they want, like, cool designs or stuff. Like, he got able to do that yeah. stuff. So that's, like, one thing. Like, it's one of the reasons I really fell in love with him because I'm like, wow, like, I feel like I took this super inauthentic path in my life. And... Here I am. I was making like thirteen dollars an hour when mm-hmm. I met him, and he was making like eighty grand a year, like yeah. something like that. And yeah. I was like, "What the fuck is going on around here?" Because he was like a riffraff in high school. He barely went to class. Didn't go to a four-year school. Yeah. But obviously, he's doing something that he enjoys, mm-hmm. and he's making great money. Like, and he knew to follow that. Yeah. From a very young age. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I just feel like. It's really important to do that, to, like, listen yeah. to yourself. Like. Well, and and look at Ashley. Or, my, yeah, Ashley, she said we could use her name. Um, mm-hmm. but your cousin. Yeah, my cousin, she has always been artistic, has always been into art and just, like, anything having to do with that. Drawing, painting, she's a beautiful artist. And she was, you know, really insecure for a little while about going back to school Later in life, she's in her early 30s, and she's going to graduate now, but it's like she wasn't ready to take that step in her 20s, and that was, that's totally okay. Like, I feel like she probably did struggle with that a little bit. Like, I'm not ready to do it right this second, but I know this is what I love, but maybe I could do this, and maybe I could do that. And then, so it's never too late, I guess is the point of that, too. It's like it's never too late to try something new. We're freaking 36, 37. We're started a podcast um ashley you know is going to be an art teacher in her early 30s mm-hmm. where most of them are starting in their early 20s mm-hmm. um and then i know you just had a great conversation with a business owner in buffalo about how she was a waitress or something yeah. right is that what yeah one of like our bigger supporters um i I visit her business at least two to three times a week, and she was telling me she was actually a waitress until she was 40 years old, 
she said during that time she felt just a little bit of shame, like she had let her family down, and she was just kind of struggling and felt very stuck. And she said she turned 40, and she said, I have an idea for this business. I'm going for it. And now it's, like, one of the more successful businesses yeah. in the Buffalo area. So awesome. I, like I said, I myself am there a couple of times a week. Yeah, Kathleen I, gives them $20,000 a, a month. I give them my paycheck, <laughs> basically. I'm, I, I mean, she really puts out a great motherfucking product. And she's in her 40s. Yeah. And I really love that she now has a lot of young workers, employees, and she almost, like, pays it forward and talks mm-hmm. about just what we're talking about now of, like, it's okay, like, to feel the pressure, to feel stuck, but don't let it stop you. Yeah. Do what feels right to you in your life. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be the path that maybe everybody thinks that you right. should be taking. Or that everyone else is taking. Okay. And, yeah. Yeah. If it feels forced, don't, don't do it. It's okay, like, to keep working. She was a waitress. Like, it's yeah. okay to be in that time in your life where you're just still trying to figure it out and Mm -hmm. if nothing is sparking you and pulling you in a direction that feels right to you just yeah don't be a bum keep working hard and you know what it's gonna work itself out and it's gonna come to you it'll come to you I think the things that we want most in life really put us outside of our comfort oh yeah like what I was saying earlier when I was like 24 like had all these amazing ideas one of them being a blog and I just was feeling like that is way out of my wheelhouse. Yeah. I would never be good at that. But if I had just done it, I would have baby stepped my way into figuring it out and maybe would have been successful. But it was just so out of my comfort zone. It was just yeah. no way. So, like, guys, it's okay to do that. Yeah. Like, like Cassie said earlier, like, volunteer do something new and maybe you'll meet some new people maybe you will meet somebody that's not as toxic as the guy you're with now. yeah and if that and, <laughs> and if that's scary yeah. to go do something by yourself for one I still encourage it because doing things out of your comfort zone by yourself are where you really that's learn the most by yourself yeah but if that's a little intimidating which it can be a hundred percent then if you have a grab a friend mm-hmm. that's like one of your more outgoing friends mm-hmm. and have them come with you yeah. or even if it's something like a group like twerking class or something you know like just something different like to that you don't do on the daily basis and it might spark something a twerking class are there any me and Cassie will be front and fucking center of the goddamn twerking oh class. my god can we get it freaking pop and we might have to practice our own twerking class right after this episode yeah we're gonna be twerking with the drinks we've had <laughs> Okay, we're at the end of the episode, and now we're going to do our below shout-outs, and we have to shout-out all of our amazing companies and friends that donated things for our giveaways um, at our first-ever party for Biblo celebrating us, our launch party. So we have Boozy Bingo, the BDS Bingo, super-duper fun. Our guys over at Buffalogo, we have a gift certificate at Chapo, who are our generous hosts custom tumblers from palm creations and some gift cards at squeeze juicery yes and all those places we are so appreciative and grateful that you're supporting us we super duper appreciate it but i have to say squeeze juicery 
if you have not checked that out, you need to. I am obsessed with them. I love their smoothies. I always get the suspicious minds. I usually add CBD oil to it, but you can add anything. You can customize any smoothie however you want. All fresh ingredients. Super duper awesome. Just had to make sure I had to give them a little extra nudge because they know I love them there. <laughs> and they donated $100 worth of gift certificates yeah. to us. And, yeah, we're just so grateful for every single person that donated um, and created something. We love you guys so much. And thank you so much for making our launch party a success. Yeah. All right, guys. That's a wrap. Adios. We got to go twerk. We're going to go sign up for some twerking classes. Bye. Bye.